Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, and we are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Cookville won a classic last night at Gallatin. York stayed undefeated at Oneida, and White County got back in the win column hosting Cumberland County. We will run through your scores in mere moments here on the program. Coming up in segment two right now, though, we're joined by winners of two of their last three, Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus and players joining us now. Uh, coach, we'll start with you, and that is, there we go. Let's take that back a little bit. Don't want to hear too much of that. Uh, coach, a win on homecoming. What did it mean to see your team stay focused, get the job done in a big way when uh, certainly you and me talked this week about having to get off schedule and keep everybody's focus on Friday night? Well, our main focus all week was not letting homecoming beat us. Uh, sometimes with all the distractions that you have going on in school, with you know, you're off of your regular routine. Uh, but I thought our kids, you know, stayed focused last night, and uh, pretty much we came out, took care of business, and we, we scored on every possession, I think, except for one in the first half. And I was just proud of them for their efforts and coming out and executing and, uh, and getting the job done and, and for a win because when it's all said and done, I mean, that's what makes homecoming an even better event is to uh, see everybody come out for one, but uh, for these guys to, to have a win on homecoming, that just kind of you know tops it off for the whole week. You brought a couple guys with you. Introduce them for us and, and certainly tell us what they mean to your program. I've got uh, Brady Smith and uh, Waylon Kennedy. I'll start with Waylon. Uh, he's a senior, a, a two-year player in our, in our uh, uh, football team. Uh, you know, he, he's played uh, – mostly defense last year and he would he would come in and play some quarterback as well and then this year i mean he's our our quarterback and um, you know we try to spot play him on defense just because i mean we're you know we won't try to keep him uh, uh upright and uh and be able to play the you know all 10 year all 10 excuse me all 10 games uh, this year and stuff and he's had a you know a good year for us a good leader a good kid uh, that you'd want in your program somebody that's uh you know, a high academic kid, and, and you know, he also plays basketball. Uh, and so, you know, we're proud to, to have him on our team. And then uh, Brady Smith, a junior, uh, you know, Brady is probably, when you look back at all of our kids on our roster, he probably has more playing time than everybody, uh, you know, more experience. So we kind of lean on Brady for those guys in the secondary and then uh, in the wide receiver room. Uh, you know, Brady's somebody that, you know, he's a very quiet kid, but, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, he's, he's somebody that, you know, he, you can go to and those younger kids can go to and he can kind of help them out, uh, with, a, with a lot of their techniques and things like that. So, you know, proud to have Brady as well here this morning with us. Well, Brady, we'll come to you now. And what does it mean to you to be that guy on this team that has, a lot of experience and a lot of younger guys or, or really just inexperienced guys can turn to uh, for questions or concerns? Uh, it feels pretty good just being able to be the person that everybody can lean on. Just if anybody needs help, I can be there for them. Waylon, uh, coach mentioned it there. Obviously last year a whole lot of defense spot quarterback. This year you take over uh, 
metaphorically under center uh, at the quarterback position. What was that transition like for you throughout the offseason, and uh, how do you feel like you've done so far about halfway through the regular season? Uh, it was for sure different, you know, having to learn all the defensive plays more than the offensive plays. Then this year it's just completely flipped over. I'll focus more on offense and defense this year. Then uh, I felt like I've had a good season so far. There's definitely some times where I could have played better, helped the team out more. But I think for the most part we've all done a good job on our season. Do you feel like playing so much defense last year, moving to the quarterback position this year, has that been a bit of an advantage, feeling like you almost know what a defense is looking to do having played that side of the ball so much? Yeah, I can see uh, coverage is a little bit better. I can see what the corners are doing, what the linebackers will be doing, their blitzing, staying, just whatever. 50 points or 50-plus, if we're going to be honest, last night. As a quarterback, just what was that feeling? Homecoming night, you put a 50 spot up on the board. I mean, obviously it was fun, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the time we put up 52. So it was just fun, fun environment. Got all the younger guys in in the second half. It's just overall fun to be around. Uh, come, we'll come back. You know, same question. I mean, what's it? What does it mean to you to see a fifty spot up there on the board, and vice versa? Even what's it mean to see a zero on their side of the column? Just knowing that we did our job and we're in the spots that we needed to be, and having those young guys be able to come in and get some playing time, it felt really good. Coach, you've heard both guys mention getting those younger guys in there. I mean, certainly on a team where you have 20 to 22 guys, uh, getting those younger guys, those inexperienced guys, experience can be uh, all that much more important as the season begins to head downhill. What did it mean to you to get some of those younger guys in there last night, get them some some live reps? Well, that's where you develop uh, over, of course, of a four-year period. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with the lack of numbers, we're not able to – to play the freshman or JV schedules, uh, but whenever, anytime you can get the younger guys in uh, and get them under the lights, uh, as you may say, I mean, uh, you know, it gives them an opportunity to, to have game-like reps um, and not necessarily just practice reps. The game reps are, are, you know, so much better, and, you know, to see those guys go out, to see those guys execute last night, um, you know, because a lot of times in practice you may, you know, we go over stuff and we're always right there with them. Uh, you know, in the game, you know, they have to line up themselves. They have to go out and execute whatever, if it's a defense or offensive call. So, uh, you know, we'll go, we'll be able to see how those guys did as we, uh, you know, go back and evaluate the film from last night and uh, and then come back and, you know, make any corrections on, on anybody from uh, on Monday morning. This is a team that's won two of their last three. What have they done to get better over the last couple weeks and find a couple W's? And where do you guys have to continue to improve uh, starting on Monday? You know, we're I think we're finally back to almost maximum capacity. <laughs> I think at 22, uh, you know, getting Darren uh, back. He's a he's a freshman, and uh, you know, we've got to uh, you know defensively got to get better at setting the edge, uh, not letting anybody get outside of us. Uh, but, uh, you know, our biggest thing is just taking care of us. I mean, we can only control what we can control and uh, just play with the, with great enthusiasm, uh, great effort each and every play. Um, you know, I think we talked about it last week. I mean, I necessarily – I wasn't really happy with our execution or our effort from, you know, 
the Friday before last against Trousdale, and and I just hope that they understand that they only get so many opportunities each and every year. And you know, for Waylon uh, as a senior, I mean, he's down to to three more guaranteed ball games, uh, and I just hope that they understand that that you know that you know play each and every play as hard as you can possibly play, and and let it all work out in the very end. Head coach Sean Loftus and players with us here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Cookville again winning a classic at Gallatin. York staying undefeated at Oneida. And White County got back in the win column hosting Cumberland County. If you missed it, we just got a chance to catch up with Sean Loftus of the Jackson County Blue Devils. Uh, Waylon Kennedy, his quarterback, and others joining us as well. They came up with a massive 52 to nothing win over Pickett County last night for homecoming. If you missed that, you can catch it on replay on sports radio coming up in the next hour and of course you can always find it on ucsportsnation.com let's take a look at the scoreboard elsewhere we told you cookville winning a classic at gallatin a 26 23 final three-point win for the Cavs in a game not many people gave them a lot of chances to win york staying undefeated that was a 28 nothing win for them over Oneida on the road and White County back in the win column 41-17 they defeat the Cumberland County Jets Upperman also remaining undefeated 14-0 they defeat Smith County that one was 14-0 at halftime as well so we'll catch up with head coach Adam Kane near the bottom of the hour around 9:30 we'll ask him uh you know how do you get the offense going, and, and how proud are you probably of your defense's performance pitching a shutout when the offense was clearly not having their best night? The Cab County, uh, they fall to Macon County 32-20. to We uh, will have a chance to talk with head coach Steve Trapp later on in the program. Uh, Stone Memorial last night defeating Livingston Academy 28-11. We're just moments away from catching up with head coach Matten Hauser. Green Hill, a 35-0 winner over Warren County. Clay County, 25-6, defeats Joe Burns. You'll hear from Butch Lamb uh, coming up here after head coach Matt and Hauser. Both of them going to join us in this segment. And wanted to end on a really high note, Monterey. You'll hear uh, from head coach Scott Hughes at the end of the program. He'll be uh, our final interview in segment five. But they get their first home win on the season, 28-23. The Wildcats defeat Cascade. Like I said, another game where the final score was not necessarily indicative of the way the game went. We're joined now by L.A. head coach Matten Hauser. Uh, coach, how proud were you of the defense's effort into the fourth quarter? It was just a 14-3 game. I thought our defense played great. Um, at times, I thought we did. You know, in the first half, two of their scores, um, it came on a little bit of a busted coverage. Uh, it was really close to going into halftime with the lead, but we blew Busted a couple coverages, and they, they capitalized. But I thought our defense played uh, really good. They kept us in the game against an explosive offense, and they've played incredibly well all year. Um, offensively, we've just got to do more to help them. We've got to be able to control the clock like we did in the third quarter tonight, but we've got to be able to capitalize and score points. 
when we're doing those things. Um, I thought we've had we had some opportunities to score and make big plays, and we just didn't capitalize on it. And those are things that you know our kids are resilient. They'll they'll continue to work hard. It's a great group of kids. Super proud to coach them. They're um, you know they're they're playing incredibly hard. They're ne- they've never given up all year. They continue to fight, and just proud of those guys for the way they fought, especially in the second half. Um, we just got to make a couple more plays to keep ourselves in the game. Yeah, you you brought up kind of that clock control coming out in the third quarter. Did a good job of that. Is that was that the major contributing factor to going to uh, that kind of that bunch formation, that tighter formation uh, there in the third quarter? You guys came out and really kind of tightened it up. Yeah, I mean, we just we really challenged our offensive line. In the first half, we weren't running the ball very well. Uh, we had some opportunities with a light box to run the run the football, and we just we weren't doing a great job of it um, all the way around. So we just really challenged them to be physical in the second half and told them we were going to give them the opportunity to do so. And they made a, um, you know, they definitely took that challenge and ran with it. They were very physical. They were churning out some first downs. We had a big, a big play that got called back for holding, and that kind of killed our drive. And you know, that's just kind of been the story of of the night. Is when when things were going well, we, there was just something that would. It was a little bit off that kept us from capitalizing and scoring. But, um, you know, I thought our offensive line responded well. I thought our running backs responded well. And then when we needed our, our wideouts, you know, we, we got in there and we battled. Uh, and that's all we can ask these kids. We've, we've said it from the get-go. Just continue to fight and continue to battle. And they, that's what they've done all year. What's the thought process for you guys on the sideline and, and really even the guys up in the booth communicating with you uh, on a night where Brody Coffee just – was having an off night, right? We know he's ca- what he's capable of. Great quarterback, great leader, great athlete, but uh, just seemed like it wasn't his night. What's the thought process as as you begin to try to make plays and, and find things to do offensively when he's just seemingly having one of those nights? Well, I mean, Brody's a great competitor. Uh, we've got a lot of really good competitors on our team, and, and um when things aren't going great, I mean, he just continues to battle. He continues to fight. And uh, he was off on some throws here or there that sometimes he may have made in the past. But, you know, with Brody, he, he comes to the sideline, his head's up. He's very coachable. Um, he's such a good young, young man. And, you know, we we all – I mean, we didn't always put him in the best spots for, with a play call. Um, you know, so that was – you know, that's on us as coaches. we got to do a better job of – coaching up the entire team of what to do and how to respond and you know but at the end of the day these these are high school kids that um are giving us everything they've got and and they're you know it's it's kind of like life it's it doesn't always go great um you got to bounce back up and and that's the challenge is is you can either lay down and say hey it's not going well i'm going to quit or i'm going to just continue to fight through it and that's what brody does that's what this whole team does is they just continue to fight and just proud of those guys on the final touchdown drive, uh, Brody obviously kind of puts the team on his back, puts them on his legs, maybe a better metaphor. Uh, runs for 40 or 50-plus yards, I think, ultimately uh, gets it down where Mason Anderson can run for about a three-yard touchdown. Uh, what's the balance for you guys keeping Brody healthy, obviously, but allowing him to be an athlete and make plays like that throughout a ball game and, and late in the fourth quarter? Yeah, we, we need Brody to use his legs. Um, to give us a chance to move the football because they do stack the box at times. They do bring everybody out of the box to cover the pass. So, you know, we have to be able to use his legs and, and do so 
strategically to try to keep him uh, healthy. Um, we don't have a lot of depth at the quarterback position with Adrian and Bryson both being injured this year. So, um, you know, we've tried to protect him a lot. Um, and we've got guys that pick up in his, his slack. We've just, you know, we've <clears> – <throat> so far we've, we've had a hard time making the tough plays – um, the, the kind of the game changer plays, the plays that can kind of really swing momentum, and um, a lot of that, you know, that's on us as coaches to, like I said, put them in good spots and uh, make sure that we're doing that. So, uh, you know, Brody's a heck of an athlete, but he he can't do anything without anybody else on the team. We got a really we got an offensive line that continues to gel and just get better as the year goes on. Wide receivers that are running good routes, making good catches, blocking well. We got running backs doing their job, and then of course. Defensively and special teams, I thought we played well again tonight, as we have all year. We just, uh, when we're not putting up points on the board, it just makes it tough for our defense over and over. Head coach Madden Hauser, Livingston Academy Wildcats. Coach, just before we let you go, another guy that I wanted to make sure we mentioned on a night where Jackson Bowles was unavailable. Uh, just your thoughts on the performance of a freshman in Mason Anderson stepping up and playing a pretty significant role, especially in the second half. I think Mason did a really good job. He runs incredibly hard. We've seen it all year in our JV games. Um, and that's, you know, where a lot of times as a young kid you get noticed. Uh, but I, I think you got to mention Trey Coleman as well. Trey mm-hmm. jumped up there. Trey's playing a lot of offense or, uh, excuse me, a lot of defense. Every snap he does such a good job for us defensively. And then, he, you know, he was having to do both roles in that first half and just getting a little wore down a little bit. So we, we gave Mason some carries. But, you know, I think Trey's done a tremendous job all season. He's such a um, a great kid, a good leader uh, by the way he plays and his effort. Um, but Mason did do a good job. He came in and he ran hard, um, and proud of uh, proud of the way he's continued to grow throughout the year. He's very coachable. Coach Ogletree does a good job with our running backs. Um, so proud of him. Um, proud of the team and the way they fought. But you know, it's. No such thing as moral victories. We've got to figure out a way to get it fixed. we got a really, really, really good football team. One of the best teams we've played all year coming in next week uh, in Macon County, and it's a short week. We play on Thursday night, so we've got a limited amount of time to get prepared for that. Um, so, you know, it'll be a super big challenge for us. As good as they've been all year and the way they've played, we're going to have to be ready to go and um, to tackle that on a short week. Head coach Matten Hauser, Livingston Academy, as the Wildcats play Late into a ball game again. Final score twenty eight eleven. Not entirely uh, telling the story of how close and how good a ball game this was, but the Wildcats come out on the losing end yet again. Now we turn turn a corner. We head to Salino. Speak with head coach Bruce Lamb. Clay County football a struggle at halftime. But the Bulldogs ultimately walk away with the twenty five to six victory over Joe Burns. Uh, head coach Bruce Lamb joining us now. And coach, what was the message to the team at the half? What was it, and how proud were you of their response to that message coming out of the uh, coming out of the break? Well, you know, we just need to pick it up and, and get our focus back. And you know, like last week was homecoming, had a lot of things going on tonight was senior night, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things you get out of a routine, and, and that makes it a little difficult uh, to focus, like you know, like we usually do, and and. Uh, we just tried to. We just went in. We, we we thought things out. We focused out and what we needed to do, and and we came out and played well. 
you have talked about each week your team has gotten better each week things have improved certain guys have begun to step up a little bit more where did you see the improvement tonight this week uh you know i i think we kind of uh you know i think we kind of stayed equal this week uh we didn't we didn't improve a whole lot this week uh you know, we need to get a little better and go. We got a week off this week, you know, this upcoming week. And I think we're kind of looking forward to that. And, you know, it's time that they get a little break from me and I get a little break from them. So, uh, you know, I think everybody just needs to be away right now and get re-energized. Yeah, you mentioned it, the bye week coming up this week. What is the schedule for the Bulldogs? Kind of what's the thought on mixing rest with uh, maybe getting a few things right this week? Well, you know, a lot of sickness uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've had several players miss uh, three or four days of practice, and it's, it's starters. And, and uh, so, you know, when they're they're missing, that adversity comes on. You know, and we got to we got to fight through that. And uh, you know, it's tough, especially for a 16 year old to miss practice and come into a game. And, you know, and, and just kind of go through the plays and kind of do the things that's going on. It's, it's, it's tough to miss practice and, and go play. So, uh, you know, I think the best thing that's going to happen this, this week is they're going to rest. Uh, they're going to fix bumps and bruises, get over this sickness, uh, by, you know, staying away from each other. And, and uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll finish the season hopefully healthy and, and, and ready to go. Feels like the bye week couldn't be coming at a better time. What's going to be the emphasis this week besides rest, obviously getting some guys right when you do come back together and do a little bit of work during the bye week? What's the emphasis for the Bulldogs? Well, we just got to come out and we need to finish what we started. Uh, you know, we've won, we've won five in a row. And, uh, you know, the last two weeks has been kind of a lackluster wins. I mean, it's wins, but it's lackluster. And, you know, I guess that's a typical coach for, you know, uh, never happy. But, uh, you know, we just got to come out. We got to refocus our, our, at what we're doing and, and uh, get re-energized. And, you know, I think, I think we'll do that. I think we'll, you know, we'll be in every game the rest of the way. And, and you know, uh, as uh, we talked about before we walked off, we're halfway. We're halfway. We, we you know, we're going to come back. We won't play eight more games, and uh, hopefully, we'll get that opportunity. Yeah, a lot of coaches will tell you, uh, Coach Lamb, that uh, they certainly love being able to coach the guys up, being able to teach new things and grow uh, while still getting W's. How much easier and how much more fun does it make your job? knowing, hey, still a lot of things to change, a lot of things to grow, and certainly a lot to look at on film. But at the end of the day, we're walking away with a fifth straight victory. Well, you know, it, it's great because, you know, uh, we're, we're nowhere close to peaking how good we can be. Uh, you know, you still got young, inexperienced kids that are, are learning each week and getting and by, you know, going into the game and playing. And, you know, and they learn as, as we go, you know, kind of getting thrown into the fire. And we've been successful the last few weeks. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited about the last last little bit and because I think these kids uh, are going to peak at the right time. All right. Head coach Bruce Lamb, Bulldogs of Clay County, head coach uh, for football. Coach Lamb, simply put, final question before I let you go here, but you mentioned it, bye week. Uh, obviously coming up that means not just that the guys get some rest but that you and the staff get some rest as well what are the what is the coach lamb bye week plan what are you going to be up to (laughs) 
I am going to Disney World first thing in the morning, buddy. <laughs> I'm headed to me and my wife are headed down there for a few days and uh you know, Coach Maynard's and Destin and uh, you know, all the coaches are trying to go somewhere, getting out of town and, and getting a little relax relaxation and, and uh enjoying the week and coming back refocused also. That was Clay County head coach Bruce Lamb coming off of a twenty five to six win over Joe Burns last night. A great win for Clay County as they head into a much-needed time of rest and hope to finish off the season, as you heard Coach Lamb talk about, with eight games, which would take them all the way back to a state championship appearance, a game they lost in last year but did get there. Like I said, that was Bruce Lamb. Before that, we caught up with head coach Matt Hauser. And as always, if you miss anything this morning on the high school playbook, you can always catch it on a replay on Sports Radio in the next hour or UCSportsNation.com. I'm Colin Castleberry, and we are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. This is the High School Playbook. 60 minutes of X's and O's. 60 minutes of Upper Cumberland Coaches. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Upperman head coach Adam Kane joining us now, uh, 7-0 on the year as uh, they pick up a 14-0 win last night over Smith County. Uh, coach, it was also 14-0 at the half. Before we talk about uh, you know, where things have got to grow, what has made your defense so dominant this season, including last night? Yeah. Well, I have to. I'll start with the question about last night. I think, um, you know, we, we made a decision in the during the week to um, to kind of feature our our four down package, four down defensive lineman package, um, mainly because we felt that they might try to throw the ball quite a bit, and we wanted to get an extra rusher in there and. Um, and try to make the make the quarterback uncomfortable. Um, you know they they were really big in 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 some spots on the O line, but we felt like we had some matchups that maybe we could get to him with some. And um, so I think last night everything started with those four defensive linemen creating you know havoc. Um, you know we, we we do a pretty good job of, of defending the run. And uh, last night we were able to kind of also get some pressure on the quarterback um, that really, really made it a little bit easier for us to play defense. And so to answer the other question, you know, I I knew, you know, we always play pretty well defensively at Upperman. Um, I knew we had some guys back coming back that we could be a pretty effective defense. But I'm just going to be honest with you, the last several weeks we've really kind of locked in. And and, uh, I I can really tell that guys, you know, even the younger guys that are out there, um, you know, are playing fast and, uh, you know, trying to strike people. And, um, you know, last night that was for sure the case. Yeah, you, you look at a stat sheet. Now, getting two, forcing two fumbles is one thing. Putting uh, you know a zero up on the board for Smith County is another. But Smith County 0 for eight last night on fourth downs. Now a lot of defenses, you get off the field on third down, you're ecstatic. Eight times last night, Smith County challenged your defense to make it four down territory, and every single time 
your defense steps up. What is that mentality from your defense to to see that and say, okay, we got to go one more down and again yeah. and again? Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. I usually look at the third downs. Um, you know, I guess that meant that they were <coughs> playing from behind. You know, I think some of that some of those decisions that coaches make is you know what where the ball is on the field um, you know anytime you get across midfield you got to be thinking you know we're always talking on the headset <coughs> offensively and defensively you know this may be four down territory <coughs> so maybe that was had something to do with it but um you know uh, again i don't i don't think the mentality changed at all we you know we we um we do try to emphasize third downs and and uh and, you know, we call it money downs. I guess now we're going to have to put a little extra emphasis on third and fourth downs. But, uh, you know, I think the guys last night were just just uh, really locked in, really focused. And, um, you know, I like our chances if we can do that the rest of the way. Three for 12 on third down for anyone who is curious. So third down certainly was also a very successful down for your defense. Uh, obviously, you got a couple guys with you. you got one sitting next to us here. Introduce him, what what he's meant to your program as well. Yeah, Ian Cox. Um, you know, he's, a, he's, he's kind of developed himself into a two-way player for us. He, he is, when we go to our four-down package, he is the extra D lineman that comes in the game. Um, you know, just a little bit about him. He's a he's a four year guy in the program. Um, he, he he comes by his his playing time and his development. He comes by it honestly. Um, you know, his first two years were were completely developmental years, and um, he he uh, made a commitment to being a, saying I want to become a good football player and and. Uh, Got his first starting role last year as actually a fullback. Uh, he was actually number 41 last year. Um, that was about 40 pounds ago. So we kind of challenged him because he did a really good job blocking as a fullback. I knew we were going to have a hole on the offensive line, and so I challenged him to kind of get strong and and uh, maybe fill that void, and uh, he's done so. Uh, had a really good year last year. You know, we, we were always uh, – we, we were successful running the football last year. Um, he had a big role in that and, and uh, you know, has con- continued to develop as an offensive and defensive lineman this year. Very proud, you know, of guys that do it the way he did it, where it doesn't come easy, but uh, he's he doesn't shy away from hard work and – and, uh, you know, it's a credit to him and, uh, you know, his upbringing. And uh, that's what you kind of want your program to be about. So he's a good uh, representative for us today. Well, certainly we'll, we'll turn to him now. And, uh, Ian, yet something you and me talked about in the off season was you putting on the weight, uh, having, putting in the work, putting in the effort, leading by example. Now that we're 7-0, and we're, you know, halfway through the season – uh, how proud are you of not just the guys around you but yourself to see all of that hard work for now come to fruition? A lot to still play for, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we work really, really hard. And, and I mean, of course, I work hard, but, but it really comes from the camaraderie and everybody in the program together working hard. And, 
you know, it's a lot harder to be motivated when you're the only guy that, that's working hard. When I mean, when we have 50 guys around you that are bought in and are working hard, I mean, it's a lot easier to to grind and to, you know, just practice hard every day. You put the weight on over this offseason. Obviously, it's turned out to be a real positive. But have you seen more benefit, you think, on the on the offense or the defensive side uh, from, from the weight and the muscle gain? Uh, definitely on the offensive line. You know, it's a lot more beneficial when you're having to move a, a 300-pound nose guard when you have a little bit of extra weight. Whereas, you know, on the defensive line, it, it helps definitely. But, I mean, you can you can play there with, without the weight, I think. But it's definitely been beneficial both ways, yeah. Coach can obviously scheme it up, coach it up, do all of that. But when you guys strap it up, you go out there. What in your mind has made the defense so special this year, putting on really a, kind of a historic performance through seven games? I really think that it's just, you know, like, like I said, it, everybody is bought in. Everybody's committed to – trying to do their job and and you know it's not like we're, we're perfect I mean I mean even personally I've had some struggles trying to do my job but but when we're all bought in and we're all playing 100 percent and everybody on the field is trying to get to the football it's really hard to gain yards on us I mean especially in the run game you know as a defensive lineman that's that's really where we like to try to stop them is uh, in the run game but when everybody's swarming to the football and everybody's trying to be physical I mean it, it's hard to gain yards we go back to Coach Kane. Uh, Coach, seven points in the first quarter, seven in the second. Held scoreless, though, in, in the second half. As, as good as your defense was able to play, and obviously, as we've talked plenty about, it was a spectacular performance, but where does the offense have to continue to grow as we head into fall break and a bye week? Yeah, it, you know, we're, it, it's obviously uh, a work in progress. I, I think a lot of that has to, uh, you know, we got to give some credit to Smith mm-hmm. County. I think they've got a very – very salty defense um you know we heard a lot about it uh, during the week and and they were as good as advertised um you know i think at times we were a little bit kind of disjointed and got off schedule last night but some of that had to do with you know two big 300 pound kids in the in the middle that that actually move um you know with some quickness and and some suddenness and uh you know, that can disrupt your run game. And so, you know, our, our whole uh, idea going in is we knew we were going to have to throw the ball some, and and, um, and we did a good job with that for the most part. Um, but there's, you know, obviously things we're going to have to clean up. Um, you know, we, we've got talented kids all across the board on that offense. You know, we, we've got good receivers. we got a, you know, Ethan Polk is just a hard-running dude on, on, you know, as a tailback. And, uh, you know, Clayton's starting to come into his own as a pass catcher, as a tight end. So we got a lot of weapons. Uh, you know, we have a – feels like we got a lot of stuff in on offense. And uh, we just got to, I guess, a little more comfortable with uh, making those play calls and executing those plays. Head coach Adam Kane joining us as well as offensive and defensive lineman uh, Ian – Cox. Cox, there we go. Thank you. I was like, I, I, I was right there with some tip of my tongue. Ian Cox with us as well. Guys, thanks so much for joining me, and uh, congrats on 7-0, and and good luck. Uh, I say good luck, but it's a bye week, so get healthy. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having us. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Next to the podium, your coach. Talking your team. This is the High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back-to-back tough losses. Tigers of DeKalb County and now head coach Steve Trapp joining us. Coach, it's 19-17 to at the half. What did not go your guys' way coming out of the break? Well, I think our guys played really hard. They did a lot of good stuff. Uh, we had uh, we scored a touchdown on our, our first drive coming out of halftime. We held the ball for eight, nine minutes, so a good drive. Moved the ball all the way downfield. We ultimately scored a touchdown that gets pulled back with a block in the back. You know, so that was pretty critical. Uh, we ended up kicking a field goal right there, and then that that's pretty much all the scoring we did in the second half. And had another drive coming down the field, uh, third and long, pick up a you know, scramble, get a first down, but get called for a receiver not on the line of scrimmage. So uh, those two plays in the second half, especially for our offense, uh, you know, were really clutch. You know, so it comes down to just being able to execute and perform in the critical moments. And for the most part, I thought our guys did. I think they played extremely hard. But you know, mistakes like that, they will they'll cost you. You know, especially within this region, and and it got us last night. Yeah, I mean, I hate to ask the obvious question, Coach, but as a as a coach, you know, as, as the head coach, how frustrating is it to see those two plays uh, seemingly really take you out of a ball game just two snaps of the football? I, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but, uh, you know, especially, like I said, coming out after halftime and, uh, you know, moving the ball down the field, having the ball for eight and nine minutes, uh, to be able to cap that off with a touchdown, uh, and to take the lead, a lot of momentum, and uh, you know, it was our guys, you know, playing hard, trying to make plays. I mean, it, it's other than that, it just has to be a little bit smarter right there. Um, you know, so it's very frustrating because it seems like that's a microcosm of how everything has went. You know, this year, you know, who's healthy, who's not healthy. You know, the mistakes that get us. Uh, you know, opening kickoff, we allow them to return it all the way for a touchdown. Uh, you know, just based off things that we've been coaching our guys to do differently and. You know, they, they, you know, hopefully they understand that. If they listen, it'll kindly help them put them in places to be successful. But, uh, you know, that, that's every football team. That's the process of work each and every week. You know, so we're, uh, you know, we're at a critical point uh, in our season right now to where if we want to continue to play in the postseason, we've got to, you know, we've got to get things right in a hurry. You mentioned moments ago a lot of positives to take out of this game, to take away. What are some of those positives? What are some of the things you walk away from against a really, really good making County team and you say, well, but we did this well, we did this well, and we can build on that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Malachi Trout, you know, we thought we had him lost for the year, but he's come back. Uh, you know, he was a spark plug force, had some big plays on the offensive side of the ball. I thought Briz played very well last night, was really gritty. Uh, you know, scrambling the ball, throwing the football, running the football when his number was called. Uh, you know, we got to continue that. Uh, you know, and just tie Webb on defense. I think defense played well for the most part. They got into, uh, you know, we lost some things mentally there right at the end. And uh, they kudos to them going into something that they hadn't used all game yet. And we didn't respond to it very well. Uh, you know, so a couple of third and longs that we allowed them to to execute how they kept their drives going and then allowed the score to get to where it got. You mentioned getting Malachi back. I mean, that's certainly big news. Thought he was gone for the year. Able to get a really talented, very mature player 
back on the field here down the stretch, just kind of projecting out uh, and assuming you guys get to try to achieve some of the goals you had at the beginning of the year. How much does he help? What does he mean to this team getting him back when you thought he was lost for the year? Well, I mean, it puts a really athletic kid on the field. You know, with him out, we we finally lost that. You know, so, uh, you know, with him, it don't always have to be blocked perfectly. You know, he has some of that agility and ability to uh, to make things right when it's not always perfectly. So, but we get everything else around him perfectly, then he's definitely somebody that can make some noise on the football field along with, you know, the rest of the guys. So it's just a good piece to have. You know, it's never going to be about one guy, but – uh, one guy can help make a difference, you know, so collectively with, uh, you know, moving forward, just getting him, you know, back into being very comfortable with being on the field full bore, it should, uh, you know, hopefully pay dividends for us. Steve Trapp, DeKalb County Tigers head football coach. Uh, coach Trapp, before we let you go, final question is this. How do you, after two very hard-fought games, unfortunately came out on the wrong end of them, uh, how do you turn the page? What's the emphasis this upcoming week? It's the same answer as always, you know, just, uh, you know, we got on them pretty hard, you know, after the game, just for the simple fact of, uh, you know, buying into the process 100%. You know, it's not just about showing up on Fridays and playing really hard, which we do. You know, it's about everything that they do as soon as their eyes pop open. You know, earning and deserving the right to be victorious against quality football teams means that every step has to be going in the right direction, and that's just the focus that we want to help these young kids get on. But that's not something that only helps them on the football field, but it'll help them in life. You know, so just constantly looking for that next right move, and then having the uh, the heart and the mindset to move towards it with the diligence and everything that you've got. That's the process that we talk about each and every week, and that's the process that we're going to continue to follow. Your front row seat to every game around UC Sports Nation. Making County 32 to 20. It's their second consecutive loss coming off of a three-game winning streak while before that starting 0-2. So obviously an up and down campaign uh, for DeKalb. But the big positive you heard Coach Trap talk about it there. Malachi Trap is back. Thought to be lost for the year has found his way back out there, and every week he's going to get a little more comfortable again, a little bit, you know, faster, quicker, stronger coming off the injury, and that certainly could be a huge boost to DeKalb County down the stretch, who still has plenty to play for despite, uh, you know, a loss to Macon and a loss to Stone. They have the win over Livingston. Now just got to face Upperman later on in the year. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Your front row seat to every game around UC Sports Nation. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Now getting to catch up with Monterey head coach Scott Hughes. Getting their first win at home on the season. The Wildcats finally broke through. Over Cascade, uh, head coach Scott Hughes, as always, is kind enough to join us. And coach, first and foremost, what's it mean to finally get that first one in front of the home fans? Well, it's huge for our program. It's huge for our young men, and and ultimately, uh, you know, it's huge for our seniors. Um, but like you you stated, uh, you look at our home schedule this year. Uh, you know, one of the toughest home schedules that I can remember us having since I've been at Monterey. Uh, when you play teams like East Robertson, Clay County, and Gordonsville, 
Um, you know, you kind of put yourself behind eight ball to get a home win. Um, and, and Cascade being in that same category, a really, really, really good football team, uh, big and athletic, old football team. And, and their coaching staff does a great job with their schemes. And, and, you know, they're hard to defend because they have so many athletes. And, and when you look at the receivers, they're all six two, two ten. Um, both of their backs were, were over 200 pounds. Uh, three 300-pound offensive linemen, and a, and a quarterback that's really athletic. So they're, they're a really complete football team. Well, Coach, what you just did is talk me right out of thinking you were going to win this football game. They're an older team. They're a mature team. They're talented. They're big. They're strong. So what did your young kind of up-and-coming team, you've been coaching these guys up, what did you think of their response, finding a way to win against a team like that finally on their home field? You know, we had a couple things go our way. We, we, you know, we created a defensive score um, early on, and and that gave us some momentum. And and defensively, early in the game, we we were really engaged, and uh, you know, I felt like our guys were playing at a high level, uh, and they they were a, a step ahead. Um, our guys were. And then in the second half, we got a little complacent. Uh, I take responsibility for that. Uh, you know, trying to limit just some big plays, and and I think I put us in a in a little bit of a conservative mindset on both sides of the football, and and that happens when you get up and and you're trying to not give momentum, uh, and and you end up giving some momentum, and and that's something that we got to work on. Uh, but ultimately, I I take responsibility for that because we did get really conservative. What was the feeling around the guys around the group post game? The speech you're giving, you're talking to them. Uh, how were they feeling after this big win? Well, you know, they were super excited. Um, you know, we're going off all break with some momentum. Um, you know, and, and and ultimately, you know, in talking to our guys, it's it's been a really good stretch to fall break. Um, you know, they've worked really hard. But, you know, last night they're, they're leaving with their heads high because we beat a, a really, really strong football team. Uh, and we had to fight through adversity. And that, that's stuff that we've been talking about every day. And it was even something that we talked about during halftime. How are we going to handle it if it's a one-possession game and we got to get a stop? Or how do we handle it if it's a one-possession game and, and we got to go score? Uh, and even though we were up at the half, you know, we were looking at it from that standpoint because we knew we were going to get a great effort from Cascade in the second half. Um, but for those guys to be able to leave last night uh, with a with a huge win, uh, you know, you have a senior in Aiden Reagan who go who goes out and gets the game stealing interception. Uh, you know, just kind of culminates uh, what this group is doing. Yeah, you brought it up. You create a defensive uh, score. You get a game winning, a game sealing interception. Walk me through your defense's performance last night, uh, their ability to create opportunities, put themselves in the right place at the right time, and make the right play. Well, you know, we, we flew around early, and, and, you know, you get Jacob Knight gets a, a huge scoop and score on a play, uh, ball thrown behind the line of scrimmage, and, and you know, we reacted. Um, you know, we talk about those situations all the time, what's live and what's not. And, and, you know, our guys fly to it as soon as it hit the ground. And, and Jacob was able to get a scoop and score. Um, first career touchdown, uh, I believe he said it at any level. So super proud of that young man as a senior to, to get that. 
uh, and to be able to do it at home. But uh, he's he's just a young man that shows up every day, um, really quiet personality. But but you know he's going to outwork people, and uh, he's put himself in a in a spot to be able to play a lot for us. And and then in the second half, we like I said, you know we we talked about it. I I got a little conservative, and and you know I think that kind of bled over into the mindset a little bit. Um, and and you know we we've got to be better at that. that. That's something that we've got to work on is being able to you know go out and be able to put the same performance together in two halves. And and you know we gave them some momentum by some things that we that we did. Um, but you know hats off to their team and their coaches because they're they're a great football team, great scheme, and and they never laid down. Um, but you know you got to go back and look at what we did as well. Being able to stand up in the face of adversity when they had all the momentum and everything going their way, um, our guys were able to answer the call, and, and we got a couple big plays up front. Um, Jalen Rigdon and, and Cy Farley and Cole Bowman come up with some big plays, and other guys as well. Um, I, I just those, those three names stick out to me right there. Um, and then our secondary was able to come up with a big stop. We were able to put them in a couple of, of long situations, incomplete situations, and and then you know on, on the play where we got the the interception, uh, you know it was a, a coverage deal. Um, we we really covered well, uh, got some pressure on him, and he threw a ball up, made made a great play to to seal it. Head coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats football. Coach, before we let you go, you brought it up. Fall break, you're heading in with some momentum. What is the Wildcat fall break schedule? Well, we're you know we're in our county. We're we're off for two weeks, uh, which is really um, hard to navigate at times. And and you got to hope that your football team can be really mature um, in in what they're going to do and how they're going to handle it. Uh, we're going to give the young men some time off, uh, well-deserved time off. They've been going, um, you know, wide open uh, since after dead period, and and you know we're beat up a little bit. Uh, nothing major, but but it, it's time to get away from the game mentally and physically, and and just kind of recoup, um, be able to to get away and and you know just enjoy being a teenager. Uh, spend some family time, and, and then we'll come back in and go back to work. But uh, we're going to give these guys a few days off uh, so that they can just go have some fun or, or just get away from the game and, and hopefully mentally and physically rest up and be excited to come back uh, for the last three games. Now, Coach, giving them time off means you get a little time off yourself. What's the, what's the head coach Scott Hughes fall break plan? What are you going to be up to? Uh, watching film and trying to figure out how we can be better. Uh, we've we've got a lot of things that we got to improve on to uh, to navigate these last three games. So uh, I think today will be a little bit of uh, watching my daughter play basketball, uh, which is always fun. And 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 there's going to be some some basketball and baseball for my son. Uh, over fall break but a lot of fall break is going to be a lot of film um you know when th- this this time of the year for fall break is is pretty good for coaches because uh this is the one time of the year we get to live the, the college football life where we don't have to teach a class we get to just do a little football so uh, we're going to dive in uh and and watch a lot of film and and try to figure out how we can make our football team better over these last three weeks Monterey head coach Scott Hughes. Thank you to each and every one of the coaches and players who joined us this morning. I'm Colin Castleberry, and this has been the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders add space to your home protect your cars and boats a new workshop or she shed mountain barn builders will build it mountain strong mountainbarnbuilders.com the prep conversation continues all week including today's show on demand UCSportsNation.com.